When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adio A Jr. Joining me is the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Everybody's still in the in the womb festering. Is that the right verb? Maybe not. In the womb right now, Blessing. Oh, it's kind of crying. Kicking in the womb. Tomorrow, the rebirth will begin. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jesus will rise Sunlight. again. <laughs> oh, I see it. Oh, man. It's nice to be out here. Yeah. It was, it was baby walks on. I've been festering in there for I've been too festering. long. It's stuffy in there. Good Lord. Get me out of here, man. I'm happy to be reborn. Good that morning. That's quite the intro. Yeah. <laughs> rebirth <laughs> implies that you've been born before. Yeah, on the third like day, a, on the third day again, you rose. So you go back to heaven. <laughs> You're like, ah, I need to find extra three days of sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, now I'm out. Now I've been festering in there for the last three days. Again, it's it stuffy. Smell like shit. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not supposed to go back. Apparently. It sucks in there. Andy, how's your Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday? How's your Wednesday going? Wednesday is going great so far. Um, I was just reflecting. I called my parents on the drive-in, and. Uh, proceeded to get no service on the way mm. i'm like are they ignoring me did they change their phone number i hope not because they're on my google Fi plan mm-hmm. who knows i mm-hmm. hope they're okay wherever they're at you know fair enough i like to use my mornings to catch up with the fam yeah catch up with the relatives oh yeah and uh it's usually just me and my dad being like how about have you seen this show yet what's this new show you're watching mm-hmm. last night shogun mm-hmm. is all the all the hot talk is that new anime Shogun is a new FX original. It's like one of the oh. Hulu shows. Oh, the I know. Super Bowl commercial. About. Yeah. 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 And apparently it's like first episode debuted, instant hit. This is like one of the best shows that we've seen in terms of like just transporting you to an era yeah. since Game of Thrones. Like, because I know that like historically going back to the Games of Thrones times, you know, when all the dragons were around, mm-hmm. it's cool to get a glimpse to see like. This is, what, this is what it was like to live with dragons back in the day, you know? That's super sick. Fuck, I might yeah. add that to the list. This I'm, is a what, samurai life. What are you watching it on? Like, do uh, I have to have cable Hulu. for this one? Hulu. Oh, perfect. I still have yeah. Hulu. I canceled. I didn't cancel Netflix. I got kicked off of using my mom's Netflix. Oh. I, I finally got the notification of like, hey, this isn't your home. Oh. It's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, there's like I'm two visiting. options. <laughs> yeah, there's like an option that's like, I'm traveling. I'm in between jobs right now. Yeah, and, I, <laughs> and I hit, I'm traveling. And it's like, all right, put in your password. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm not putting this password in years. And so I just gave up. I'm and not going to text my mom and be like, yo, pay, pay more to get me on there. Well, speaking of calling my parents like uh, on a lot of my, my morning drives in, usually the only texts that get exchanged mm. is a photo of Netflix.com slash activate type in the key and it's my dad sending me just a picture of the tv because mm. it logged him out or hulu logged him out or disney yeah. plus logged him out and i was got to the point where i was like hey mom and dad i'm gonna uh, like first off i'm dropping apple tv we finished um uh freaking severance and my mom was like wait but i'm still watching the morning show i was like okay mm-hmm. once i'll drop it once you're done with that show and also hulu i gotta go to ads it's oh, 18 dollars yeah. ad free Dude, I'm on somebody's Hulu. I'm just waiting for them to kick me off. 
Cause like they definitely added me a while ago, and like I'm like I I don't belong there anymore. Like, Joey's our, mom, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe's mom, Joey's mom. Oh, Joey's mom. No, I'm not on Joey's mom. Nick loves being on Joey's mom's account. Oh, I was gonna say, is that a thing? Just everybody's on Joey's mom. Yeah. No, this is it's like an Addison situation where I'm like we're not close enough anymore for me to be on your Hulu, but I'm still still on here, so I'm just riding you, out. You can't hit him up and be like. Hey, the password, like, you're not like yeah, that Yeah, no, as soon as I get logged out, it's done. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not watching Hulu Turn anymore. Turn back. Yeah, I'm like, all right, fuck, well, I'm just not watching any of my shows. Um, and then all I have left is Disney Plus at the point, which now I'm, I am the friend that is paying for the Disney Plus. That well, Actually, no, I don't have Disney Plus. I stopped paying for Disney Plus. They raised their prices. You don't watch the Ho- Kojima documentary? No. They raised their well. It's turns okay. out, that's also on Hulu. Yeah, it turns out it's on Hulu. Oh, oh, that's right. That is right. Because yeah. I went to Disney Plus looking for it. And it wasn't there, and I was like, "Why can't? Why isn't it popping up in the search?" I kept seeing the Disney Dude, Plus logo everywhere. In November, Disney Plus went up like forty bucks or something a year, and I was like, "No, yeah. I'm not doing this." So yeah, I'm about to be net zero in terms of subscription services. I, I'm, I'm uh, I gotta stick with Disney Plus just because I'm too much of a Star Wars freak. Uh, Bad batching. I just signed up uh, back up for Netflix because we wanted to check out Avatar. Then we watched the first episode of Avatar. We're not gonna be watching the rest of Avatar. Um, and there's a couple of shows that Alyssa wants to catch up on. Uh, because we haven't had Netflix in a while, but they also just uh, announced that Netflix is raising their prices again. When Ridiculous. like I already was like when I si- re-signed up for Netflix, I was like, "Fuck, man, twenty two dollars a month. This is crazy." That was like three price increases ago. Yeah, <laughs> and now you're dude. like, dude, what? And, and so like, and that's why like Netflix is usually the first to go because there's a lot of comfort food that we find on Hulu, uh, and I'm willing to pay for like the ad free stuff. But you yeah, know, what? I, I I just subscribed to though. Dropout TV. Mm. That's the like we used to be college streamer. Mm-hmm. They evolved into. Oh like, right, right, yeah. Right. Like it is like um actually and game changers and all this stuff. Like a lot of our friends end up on on, mm-hmm. on there. Like I watched an episode of um actually featuring Sage Ryan. When are you going like, to be on? This? Oh, Sage on this. Thing. When am I going to be on there? Whenever they want me on there. That's like it's that thing. There's a few weeks ago where we were talking about. It was like me and Tim. We were talking about like I think it was fighting games or something. And Maximilian dude came up and we were like, oh man, Maximilian dude come through. And Tim Geddes was like, oh Maximilian dude is too good for us. And I was like, I don't know, man. I think we can get Maximilian dude. Dropout is too good for me. Where I'm like watching it, I'm like, y'all are some fucking experts here. Like this is this is improv. Like y'all are bringing. I feel like you would actually kill on 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 Dropout because you're good at like on is your it trivia. I mean, some of it is trivia. Some of it is just pure improv games. Like even game game changers is half improv half trivia where they're asking you to do like funny shit right? oh, and, like you'll get okay. points for doing the funny shit and so gotcha. like if you can think quick on your feet then you would actually fit in there i think the one show that i could be good on would be um actually because that is it's basically like the you're wrong game that we've done for oh. showdown but it's like in real time and it's just nerdy shit in general so they'll like be talking about facts about game of thrones or something and then as soon as you hear something that's false you'll you'll buzz it and be like um actually and then you'll correct like what whatever i think is and it's very fun. And like that one is hosted now by um, Iffy, the homie Iffy. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, he's the new host on it. And so I'm like, dang, if I can get on any dropout show, it would be that one. I think that would be such that's a fun That's way too much of a possibility. That yeah. seems way too possible. I would love possible. to. It would change my life. I'll be like. Yeah, I mean, if they if they need someone who does like, you know, Michael Caine impressions or Severus Snape. Get a- yeah, get let's get Andy on yeah. Game Changers and let's get me on them, actually. I feel like that'd be a hit. That's me, Jason Statham. There you go. <laughs> don't you want that? They do have a show though called um <laughs> Don't you want that? <laughs> don't you want that? That's perfect for a show. They have a show called Make Some Noise, which is where people just do impressions. Oh. They're like, oh make come a on. make a sound of a bird. Like make a bird sound right now. I can oh not necessarily a bird, but dinosaurs kind of descended from birds. Mm-hmm. And I could do the kind of dinosaur monster thing that Obi-Wan Kenobi rides in Revenge of the Sith. The big like thing that he it's like his mount like imagine a video game you get a mount. Yeah. And this is like his mount in Roger the Sith. So here we go. He goes, What? 
<clears throat> one second. Mm. <clears throat> one second. Can we get the heater down in the room? You're nailing it, by the way. Uh, that wasn't turned on. That, that is it. You, you would, again, you would be perfect on this fucking show because that's exactly how all the answers go. It's like, oh, let me make this nerdier somehow. <laughs> like, gotcha. let me take this prompt and let, let's make it, let's dumb it down, make it stupid, make it, make it nerdy. And the Raptors go, cool, cool. And they call each other. Get us on me. Andy, enough about all that. What is, oh, bear, there it is. Uh, Dinosaurs descending from birds. Thank you, Barry. Give it to me one more time. These are called what? Tauntauns? Where are these things from? Whoa, that's crazy. I feel like I'm watching. Hey, it's crazy. It's crazy. Hello it's there. Boga, apparently. Hello there. Boga? Boga? Boga these nuts. <laughs> Dude, I was trying to figure it out. I was like, there's a deep nut show somewhere. Fuck. You got there before I did. Enough about all that. Let's talk about today's news stories, which include Neil's only got a few big games left in him. Remedy acquires full rights to control and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and on podcast services around the globe if you love what we do support us with the kind of funny membership on patreon or youtube to get all of our shows ad free watch us record them live and get a daily exclusive show for a chance to be a part of the show submit your thoughts and opinions as youtube super chats as we go housekeeping for you a new kind of funny games cast is up where we talk about what we've been playing that's over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games we talk about penny's big breakaway andy talks about enshrouded and nightingale greg talks more about helldivers 2 and i just sit there <laughs> i just ask questions it's a fun time uh, and then tomorrow, February 29th, Kind of Funny and the World celebrate the launch of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. It was Best stuffy in, in the womb. <laughs> stuffy in there. Uh, our favorite party members, Mike and Andy, will be starting their journey into Rebirth with a marathon stream celebration. You can tune in tomorrow, youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Carl Jacobs, Strinking Ain't Easy, and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Avatar, Braving the Elements, and Game Showdown, but we'll tell you about that later. For now... Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. Last of Us director, Neil Druckmann, says he doesn't think he has many more big games left in him. Uh, this is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Uncharted 4 and Last of Us creative director Neil Druckmann has said he started thinking seriously about when he might stop making blockbuster games. In an interview with rapper Logic, Naughty Dog's president said he could envision himself transitioning to something more low-key, which enables him to continue being creative in a less stressful environment while also spending more time with his kids. Asked if he sees himself making games forever, Druckmann said that recently he's really enjoyed working on other creative projects like HBO's Last Wish TV show and a Halloween Horror Nights experience at Universal Studios. Quote, I guess that I don't see myself doing this forever at this scale, he said. It's just a lot, and that takes a lot out of you. It's very stressful to manage that many people and multiple studios worldwide. So you're talking about how you're entering this new phase in your life where your kids are your number one, and I'm in a similar place where my kids are my number one. And I know that, especially my daughter's now 13, and I feel like life is pulling her away from me. I know that time is limited, so it's very precious to me. And I don't want to waste it when they, uh, when they do want to spend time with me. And that's number one. Yeah, so I'm just at this point in my life where it's like you start looking at what's the end game here? When is it time to call it? Druckmann said he's a big, uh, in this end quote, Druckmann said he's a big uh, Quentin Tarantino fan, and he's keen to find out if the director sticks to his public uh, comments about making no more than 10 films. He thinks Pulp Fiction, the Pulp, Pulp Fiction director uh, will, but that he'll end up making TV shows or doing something else, else creative. 
Quote, so I can see myself transitioning to something that's like more low-key and lower stressed uh, that still allows me to have this creative outlet, Truckman said. Quote, but you know, I've, I've started thinking about how many of these games do I have in me, and it's not that many. End quote. A lot here to, to dig into. I want to start off with logic. <laughs> what's he doing <laughs> what's, what's, going, and what's funny is that i logged into youtube yesterday because i don't have netflix or hulu anymore okay or disney plus i should say um and i'm on youtube right and i'm scrolling through and on my homepage, my youtube algorithm knows that i like logic <laughs> at least like you know his older albums i'll listen to his newer stuff too not as much uh but i saw like a channel called logically speaking and i was like no <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, we're not doing this. And I click in, and yeah, Logic has a basically is doing podcasts. And I'm like, why is everybody entering the podcast market? Look at this green screen. And it, yeah, it's a ridiculous green screen. And who do I see? Neil fucking Druckmann is, is sitting in this fake green screen library with the rapper Logic. And I don't know what we're doing anymore in the content creation space. I Part of me wanted you to be like, no, man, that's a perfect name. <laughs> Logically speaking, is it? No, it's the fact that I saw it and I knew exactly. I didn't even need to see the thumbnail. Yeah. I just needed to see Logically Speaking and I was like, fuck. Yeah. I know exactly what this is. I, I'm they not too. so much headroom and why do they. It's so he much looks headroom. It's like he's laying back. It's so weird. It's so much headroom. I got to also assume they have a shot like kind of from the top. <laughs> it just catches them as they're, as they're <laughs> reclining back. Um,. Aside from the logic, uh, the logic bomb that you just dropped on us, mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I mean, this doesn't seem too surprising. I think as soon as N Druckmann went towards this sort of TV thing and he started to see another creative outlet for himself, mm -hmm. I think that when you talk about the projects that Druckmann has worked on so far, you can almost start to like when you get in your own head about things, boil it down to, if I make two more, that's 12 years from now. Yeah. You know, if I make three more, that could be 18 to maybe two decades from, 18 uh, years to maybe two decades from now. And it, obviously the, these things are gigantic investments, time investments. And that stress, it's like, it's, I get it. It's kind of like, what, what do you necessarily have to prove right now? Yeah. You Especially could, when you just put out Blastless Part 2, mm -hmm. right? Which is like, I think for Druckmann, a thing where you poured yourself into that thing. And like, you're coming from a space where video games are only getting bigger and bigger and longer and longer to make, right? So you're starting off, let's say you're uh, like working on the, uh, the Uncharted's, right? And it is, all right, yeah, we'll put out three Uncharted's and a Last of Us on one console. But then you spend your time working on Uncharted 4. You spend your time working on Last of Us Part 2. And you have these big things to say. And, like, I'm sure Neil Druckmann still has more things to say, but I feel like he has said so much already where it is, all right, when I'm thinking about making my, to your point, my next three big games that could take me two more decades, is that what I want to spend my time doing? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a lot of it just comes down to, I think Neil sort of saw the light with other kind of creative outlets. Yeah. And maybe not necessarily feeling like he has to give his life away to these larger AAA quadruple a whatever you want to call them projects where naughty dog is obviously one of the the best developers out there in terms of quality and uh in terms of what you expect from the final package but i yeah i can't imagine how he felt you know sort of expressing himself creatively in other ways and being like oh man that didn't take seven years for me to do mm -hmm. that didn't take oh that, for sure that was yeah. not this gigantic outlet um 
I'm not trying to say like he didn't work as hard or whatever, but you know, it, you you got to be able to go to sleep at night uh, and not have those four hour, five hour nights anymore, and be like, oh, I can sort of help out in a lot of other different ways, and maybe see, uh, maybe be gratified a little bit quicker. You get that instant gratification gratification a little faster yeah. as opposed to. Let me wait seven or eight years on what for this big game to come out. And like what on what might be even more of a mainstream scale when you're talking about Last of Us and HBO show versus what Last of Us does as like a video game. Like obviously both things are huge, but you're making an HBO show that is quicker to make than a Last of Us video game, right? Like you're working on this thing that is going to reach such an audience of people that is different from what the, uh, just the gaming audience is. The amount of people that I've spoken to or I've heard talk on like podcasts that aren't gamers that know what the last of us is because they've gotten to experience it through the show i think there is something that is enticing about that and yeah like i i, I think what fascinates me about this is i look over towards like kojima and kojima is somebody who for his entire existence we've been like oh he's gonna end up making movies he's gonna end up making tv shows or like doing something on that on that side and we just got an announcement recently right that he is working on, well, we've known he's working on Death Stranding 2, but then you had Fizzant as a thing. That is this interactive video game that's going to make you feel like you're watching a movie type thing. We don't know entirely what it is, but it sounds like still at its core that it is a video game. And he talked about it in an interview that um, he mentioned the idea of like wanting, like having this dream of making a movie, but I think he said it was Guillermo del Toro that was like, Kojima, what you're doing is making movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, you know, like a movie moment type, uh, type, type thing of like Guillermo, the, the, um, like, I don't know, superior talking to Kojima being like, you are making movies. Don't <laughs> do it, man. Um, but like, it's so, I think it's so interesting to see Kojima continue to like stay the course and stay in video games. And like Neil Druckmann feels like the one that is starting to be like, all right, yeah, like I think I'm gonna start sunsetting the idea of making these larger video games or maybe making smaller stuff, but then also, yeah, maybe working in different creative mediums. Because I look at what we see with Metal Gear and like all this shit, and I think, and Death Stranding even, and something that I find fascinating is that even though we associate those things with c cinematic presentation and movie and like, you know, t movie and TV actors and all this shit they're still like very fascinating video games, right? Like there's mm -hmm. still like such like deep gameplay, like uh, uh, we're, make, we're making a delivery sim basically with Death Stranding or like Metal Gear Solid 5 with all of the systematic and like immersive sim type elements you have in that. And like and so much how, more thematically as well. Yeah, yeah, like there's so much at work there as a video game. Whereas I look at like a lot of the Naughty Dog stuff, especially like modern, like latest Naughty Dog stuff. And like, those are movies. Like, those are basically like, hey, we are putting in so much time into the cinematics and the performances, and we are telling a story. And obviously, like, gameplay is great, too, especially depending on who you ask, right? I'm somebody that really, really likes and appreciates the gameplay of The Last of Us games, right? But I could even see the more the case for Neil Druckmann being like, yo, I'm here to tell stories. Like, stories almost mean... I could see Neil Druckmann making the case that stories might even mean more to him than even, like, just the gameplay elements alone. Because that's what they're going hard on. Uh, and so I just find it interesting that, yeah, Neil's the one that is, I think, this far into his career, sort of like seeing the opportunity here. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, too, I think, and this goes for any creative slash person who is a business person or trying to make money and trying to figure out how to level up your career and all that stuff. I think, to your point of, you know... Are they going to be like, ZipRecruiter.com? <laughs> ZipRecruiter. <laughs> so throw to an ad. Um, to your point of, oh man, it, it, TV shows easier to make, right? Or like, or not easier, but shorter development time, you're getting that gratification, you're reaching a new audience, all this stuff. If I'm Neil, if I'm in those shoes and we just made a Last of Us TV show, 
I'm looking at all the other opportunities and I'm going, oh, dude, I can do so much right now. I'm Neil fucking Druckmann. Like, yeah. I, like you know, I look around Miyamoto making a theme park and I'm like, yo, what if what if I try to do some shit like that? Like, what are some crazy things I can do now that I've built up my name as Neil Druckmann? I, of course, like, maybe you, I still love video games. Maybe I want to make something, but they don't all, all have to be Last of Us's. I've just made two Last of Us's, right? I'm probably going to make a third Last of Us. What's something different I can do to get that creative gratification elsewhere? Yeah, and, and you got to assume it's still creatively fulfilling for him to be able to see the end result quicker and, uh, again, not have to give his life away to it. And I think that you're right. He's in those circles now. Like, he had Craig Mazin, the director and writer of Chernobyl, which won so many awards to be like, oh, The Last of Us is the real deal, HBO. This, let's get Pedro Pascal. Let's get all these amazing stars to be in this Last of Us show. And now this show is going to win a bajillion awards across all sorts of different showcases. Now he's in those spaces. And I feel like, yeah, it's kind of like, take your pick. What do you want to go yeah. do now? You know, um, it's interesting that he brought up um, Quentin Tarantino. Cause I've always looked at that as like, I've always hated the, I want to work on 10 movies and retire 50. It's like such a mm. weird thing to think about when you're trying to make your legacy. I don't know. Maybe you just want the, dvd box set to look cleaner or something like yeah. that um but quincy tarantino not a black guy who which like you know, who would have thunk have thunk? you read those scripts <laughs> like, put yourself in my shoes and, and you watch jango unchained who, it's like who else would have directed this the writer and director had to have been a black guy right no way this man isn't black right <laughs> fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> that guy that's making all these cameos he's the one man we gotta do something about that <laughs> let's move on to story number two uh remedy of course <laughs> bears brought up a picture of quentin tarantino oh quick <laughs> quick one thing i, I want to bring up real quick before we move on um i uh, there was part of me thinking this while we were just with fizzant on the mine and whatever mm -hmm. uh kojima productions is kind of at work there uh working on there with playstation and this new again crossover medium thing that they're trying to do when we were in the theater watching final fantasy advent children mm -hmm. i was like what this is like a perfect outlet for kojima to do something like i get that it would like we're essentially watching this movie right now advent children and we're basically just watching a bunch of cutscenes. oh yeah like advent children is like the length of one Metal Gear solid four cutscene. basically <laughs> <laughs> like it's it seems kind of like the perfect way to again kind of uh break into that space because it, it i think one of my predictions when we were talking about what fizzant is is i think it's going to be either a, a tv series that then fall you know flows into a video game and it's all one sort of singular story experience or vice versa like just based on the timelines or whatever but yeah. it just kind of Watching that movie in theater, I was like, oh, shit, this could kind of be a no-brainer for, you know, Kojima mm. Productions in the future. See, I'm, I'm curious, on the, on the op opposite side for uh, Druckmann, of do we start to see Neil Druckmann make shorter video games? Like, I would love to see what Neil Druckmann can do with eight hours, as opposed to Last of Us 2 being, like, a 25-hour thing, right? Like, can we... And also, does that allow us to get more Naughty Dog stuff? This comes off of a conversation that I was having with Greg earlier, I think yesterday. Yeah, yesterday on yesterday's show, we were talking about, like, PlayStation layoffs and all this stuff and like what is the answer here? What is what is yeah. the, the the move here? I think the idea of Naughty Dog being able to like still make the big Naughty Dog games, right? Make the next Last of Us, make the next Uncharted, like make those fifteen hour things. If you're able to at the same time work on something that is shorter and is like a standalone thing, I'd love to see what that would look like. I'd love to see Naughty Dog mess around with like more experimental stuff. Like I know Last of Us too 
wild in its own ways in terms of what it does with narrative, but I I would like to see them dig even deeper and go like, you know, I I, I look at Death Stranding as almost like the, the 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 template of, hey, you have the trust of a parent company that is above you, right? Like you have the trust of PlayStation and they're willing to shower you with money to make, to yeah. make what you want to make. What if you make something weird? What if you make something different? Like I think Naughty Dog can make something really cool if they're able to um veer even more left than they already have in their games. You made such a great point though regarding um not I I don't think it's fair to necessarily paint Neil Druckmann in the corner of you are more of the story guy, but that's kind of just what we assume from all of the inter like yeah. You usually just see a shitload of interviews of Neil Druckmann talking about his reasons or it, or articles or whatever it is, podcasts of the choices that he was making while thinking of the story for The Last of Us and all all these sort of things. And when I think Kojima, I not only think like the weirdness, but interconnecting all that with gameplay. When I think of Miyamoto, it's all about gameplay. And yeah, you're so right. Earlier, you're mentioning Druckmann, like not necessarily feeling like the gameplay guy, mm -hmm. like the person who's going to be innovating a whole lot gameplay wise. Um, and I think a lot of that may just be the interviews that we've talked about here on these shows, you know? Yeah. Like, we, I, I, when I think of Druckmann as, like, a game developer, sort of, the, the word auteur keeps getting thrown out. Um, but when I think of him in those spaces, I don't, a lot of it is just public perception. Like, I don't see him in these rooms being like, no, when that character drops, they need to roll a certain way, and that needs to feel fluid to, like, then reload the gun. <laughs> Dude, I, I would even argue that, like, some of Last of Us's, Last of Us 2's, like big story shifts come at the detriment to like some of the gameplay, right? Like one of the big things, light spoilers for Last of Us 2, but not really like, this is the thing that everybody knows at this point. You know who Abby is if you've even heard of Last of Us Part 2 at this point, right? Like that shift to Abby where it is, all right, we're starting from ground zero midway through the game and like you're gonna have to like level up again and do all this shit. It's like on a gameplay level, it's like, ooh, that's not the best, but on a story level, like that's where it's supposed to hit, right? right? Like that's, they, they put story above gameplay in that moment, in my opinion. Um, people might disagree and whatever, but yeah, like, I think Druckmann is the kind of dude to go, how do we tell the best story possible? And, like, I think there's more of, like, a onus there as opposed to, like, just the gameplay. Not And, again, this is me speaking as somebody who loves Last of Us 2 gameplay. Like, yeah, I think, it's still wild because the game is still, like, It's, like, like one of the better stealth games, like, better combat. Like It feels so good to play. It is so fluid. Every animation is, like, contextual. And, like, yeah, it was, like, it's so far ahead of the game in a lot of what it does game design-wise. But, um, yeah, I've just... It's interesting thinking of like where these different game developers sort of fit in what boxes. And I think of Neil as like the story vision person as opposed to um, the person who's trying to innovate gameplay wise. Let's move on to story number two. Remedy acquires full rights to the Control franchise from Woo! 505 Games. This comes directly from a press release on their website. Today, Remedy and 505 Games announced a trans transaction upon which all publishing, distribution, marketing, and other rights to Control, Codename Condor, Control 2, and all future Control products will revert to Remedy. The Control franchise is, is in the core of Remedy. Having acquired the full rights to Control, Condor, and Control 2, Remedy is now in the position to make the right product in business decisions, focusing on long-term uh, franchise growth. The key terms of the transactions, uh, transaction are as follows. They start with the termination of agreements. Publishing agreements for Control, Codename Condor, and Control 2 are immediately terminated by mutual agreement. Then move on to reversion of rights. For Control 2 and Codename Condor, all publishing distribution, marketing, and other right licensed uh, to 505 games revert to Remedy with immediate effect. 
505 Games will continue as the publisher of Control through a transition period ending December 31st, 2024, under the terms of the original Control publishing agreement. In addition, 505 Games continues to administrate existing B2B uh, deals for Control until their agreed expiration dates. After the transition uh, period and the expiry of these B2B deals, uh, 505 Games will have no feature royalty or other rights to Control. And then they end here with purchase price and cash flow effect. The maximum purchase price for the transaction is approximately 17 million euros, which equals the amount that 505 Games has paid for the development of Codename Condor and Control 2 to date, including a minor premium. Remedy is entitled to set off certain receivables from the purchase price and therefore the cash flow effect from the transaction will be clearly less uh, than the purchase price. Remedy will pay the net purchase price in three crash through crash three cash installments during the next 12 months congratulations to remedy very cool getting yeah. control gosh i can that's pretty good yeah right there. yeah um my goodness i it's so exciting to envision the future where a control two drops and looks better than alan wake 2 i can't even like fathom what a control mm. two could look like when you Startup Control 1 on, you know, a very expensive PC. And it looks like the game came out today because of how just stunning all the tech is and how forward-thinking they were with a lot of it. Um, kind of reminds me of Cyberpunk in a way where when Cyberpunk dropped, I remember Digital Foundry being like, this game is, like, so future-proofed. Yeah, it's not running great right now. <laughs> and in it, it, But it's one of those things where, like, in the future, as they continue to update, uh, as NVIDIA, uh, NVIDIA keeps you know, uh, innovating with ray tracing and path tracing and all that stuff. Um, I can't imagine how awesome Control 2 is going to look. And I'm just super excited for what the gameplay elements are going to be and how they, imp how they improve, uh, you know, flying and just being an God, air yeah, Jedi. Good. The game's so that's gonna be, That's going to be good. One of the best feeling weapons, I think, in a long time. Just like having that pistol, uh, uh, the visuals of it, whenever it would animate, it's just like you know what's such a slick ass game. That game came out five years ago. It's insane. That doesn't make sense. No. And like by the time this Control Two comes out, like it would have been probably what we're talking seven to eight years, yeah, maybe nine years. I don't know when this thing's coming out, but like it's crazy how one time just moves faster. It feels like and like video games have just gone to a place where if, if we were having this talk in 2010, right, and we're like, oh yeah, Control came out 2000 five years ago, we'd be talking about like. You know, in 2010, what came out? Like Assassin's Creed 2 or some shit? And 2005, we're talking about GTA San Andreas. Like, that's the gap between yeah. those two. And it feel, that feels like such a monstrous gap of, like, what that generation is. Five years ago, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're basically, like, I'm playing games for five years ago that still look fucking yeah. amazing. But we oh, still yeah. have five years of innovation that we've come through. And so, yeah, by the time we get to Control 2, that game is going to be sick. Yeah. I hope. Because, yeah, like you, I love Control. Um, and this is awesome just for... I think a number number of reasons. One, putting the IP in the hands of the developers and creators. I think that's always an exciting thing because that gives you more autonomy with what you can do with it. And like, you're not beholden to, oh man, we gotta make it a, we gotta make a fucking co-op shooter now. Like, I don't know what the plans are still for Project Condor. It sounds drop like drop in, drop out. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, it sounds like because the, the they're terminating the uh, what was the first thing? They're terminating like the publishing agreements uh, uh, for Condor Control Two. Yada, yada yada. You assume they're still gonna make Condor because I'm sure it's already in the works, but. You know, they don't have to answer to a parent. They don't have to answer to, yeah. like, whoever else. They can make that whatever they want to make it, which I think is going to lead to products that are more, I guess, true to what the creators want it to be, right? Or what their vision for greatness is for it. 
which I think is great. But then also, it's great for the remedy-connected universe. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. give them the control of that, right? No pun intended. RCU. Like, you know, I want to see what, how Island Wake can control crossover. I hope they're able to do this with maybe even a Max Payne, even though that feels impossible because of Rockstar, right? But, like, if we can get there, if we can get to the future where Remedy controls every single one of their IPs, again, no pun intended, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. That'd be really fun. You know what else is fun? What blessing? Patreon.com slash kind of funny and YouTube.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the YouTube, the kind of funny games membership. No, the kind of funny membership. Uh, when you get the kind of funny membership, you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode's brought to you by Avatar Braving the Elements. We know you love talking about all things TV, film, and pop culture with us, so there's another podcast that we think you're going to enjoy. It's called Avatar Braving the Elements, and it's Nickelodeon's official companion podcast to Avatar The Last Airbender. Y'all already know Barrett loves Avatar. He thinks it's one of the best coming-of-age hero's journeys out there that perfectly blends enticing action, great comedy, and social commentary that's all backed by great art style and an iconic soundtrack. Each week, host Janet Varney, the voice of Korra, and Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko, rewatch every episode of The Last Airbender. They're joined by special guests like the cast, superfans, and even the creators of Avatar, Michael DiMartino and Brian Konitzko, for a deep dive and behind-the-scenes look into the Avatarverse you can't get anywhere else. Whether you're a longtime vendor or new to the series, jump into the epic world of Avatar with Avatar Braving the Elements. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all need to check out Kinda Funny Game Showdown, our weekly video game trivia game show. You can watch live on YouTube or on Twitch every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. But now, thanks to popular demand, Kinda Funny Game Showdown is available on podcast services. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else, please subscribe and rate the show five stars. It really helps us get Kinda Funny out there. And we couldn't thank you enough. We aim to make this a video-only show, so many of the games we best enjoyed watching on YouTube. But despite that enough of you guys asked for audio versions so we're making that happen anyways of course that also means if you have the kind of funny membership on patreon you will now also get the audio version of the show ad free no matter how you're watching or listening to kind of funny game showdown thank you and if you haven't checked it out yet there is no better time than now we're already many episodes into the show so you can catch up now on youtube or the brand new podcast version of the show if you love what we do, please get the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or on YouTube to get the show ad-free. If you just want to support us for free, please subscribe and rate Kind of Funny Game Showdown on your favorite podcast service now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back with story number three, Nintendo sues Switch emulator Yuzu. What's that? Never heard of him. This is Sean Hollister at The Verge. If you've ever seen a Steam Deck playing a Legend of Zelda game, chances are you are seeing the Yuzu emulator at work. Now, Nintendo has sued the developers of Yuzu in U.S. federal court with the intent of squishing Yuzu for good. Fuck. In the lawsuit spotted by Steven Totillo, Nintendo alleges that Yuzu violates the anti-circumvention and anti-trafficking provisions of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, aka DMCA, as well as accusing the creators of copyright infringement. 
It alleges Yuzu is primarily designed to circumvent several layers of Nintendo Switch encryption uh, so its users can play copyrighted Nintendo games. The company is not only asking for the courts to stop Yuzu in its tracks with a permanent injunction, it also wants to take away its domain names, URLs, chat rooms, and social media presence, hand Yuzu-emu.org over to Nintendo, and even seize and destroy its hard drives to help wipe out the emulator. <laughs> oh, and Nintendo wants lots of money in damages as well. Aren't emulators legal? Well, yes and no. While there's legal precedent that suggests it's okay to reverse engineer a console and develop an emulator that uses none of the company's source code, those cases are roughly a quarter of a century old or more. It gets trickier when we're talking about multiple layers of modern encryption and the copyrighted BIOSes that Yuzu and other modern emulators require to run. The Dolphin emulator for Nintendo Wii and GameCube, never heard of it, got in enough hot water to abandon its plan to launch on Steam when it was revealed that Dolphin ships with Nintendo's Wii uh, common key to help cir circumvent the copyright protection on Wii games. Uh, Dolphin maintains that, in <laughs> that including that key is legal. <laughs> According to my friend, it's They're legal. They're like, just for the record, we, <laughs> we can do it. Uh, don't, don't arrest us. My friend's like an injury, so he does like injure uh, civil cases <laughs> when people get in car crashes. Uh, uh, Nintendo doesn't allege that Yuzu includes any such keys, though. Uh, Yuzu takes a bring-your-own-bios approach, expecting users to either lift their own BIOSes and keys off a hacked Nintendo Switch, or more likely download a pirated one. So instead, Nintendo is arguing that Yuzu is knowingly facilitating piracy at a colossal scale, end quote. There is a lot more to the article that you can read in more detail about the case uh, if you want more of the specifics, but I want to end with this. Nintendo suggests in its complaint that it may have actually been damaged by Yuzu 2, alleging that The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom was illegally downloaded over a million times in May 2023, while Yuzu's Patreon membership doubled during that same period. Holy shit. <laughs> They're fucked. Holy <laughs> They're, shit. Like, reading through this article, I'm like, okay, we'll see about this. When I read the last part, a million times of illegal, like, the Tears of the Kingdom being downloaded and their Patreon numbers fucking doubling. Oh, man. Hide. If you're the Yuzu people, hide somewhere. Because Nintendo, they go after you. And they don't stop until they have you behind bars. Yeah, but maybe, <clears throat> like, maybe it was a million times because a certain user couldn't figure out how to install it correctly. So he, he, oh, he had to keep downloaded going back. Like 12 times. And that user, of course, bought the game at the <clears throat> same time, right? Of course. It's not like they're oh, of course. emulating it without buying it. They bought the game and then they're like, oh, let me get this beautiful Steam Deck version for, sure. for the resolution and the ray tracing and all this stuff. Of course. Yeah, yeah. and they wanted to play on their Steam Deck, you know, yeah, yeah. which a lot of people may, might like more than the Switch, but, ooh, Nintendo's coming for you. Yeah, why does, why does by the way, Metroid Prime Remastered slow down every time you shoot a charged shot, a, a, you know, allegedly. That's what I've on Oh, heard. on the user emulators, allegedly? Just allegedly. That's you know, messed up, I've man. I've seen a lot of people talking about it. That's messed up. Uh, this is, yeah, this is, uh, I saw a lot of... Uh, <laughs> scuttlebutt on reddit and on twitter just being like it's so over man like yeah and it and uh, you know th there will be other ways there will be other things to circumvent although like i don't know man i i do worry about and immediately just like all the anxieties rush to my head of i can't imagine being somebody else wanting to be the next yuzu that's the thing, yeah. The Nintendo's seizing, they want to seize and destroy all the hard drives to wipe out the emulator, and they want lots of money and damages. That's a statement. That's Nintendo going, oh, and if any any of you other, <laughs> I was going to like be like any of you other bitches, but I don't want to be too aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if any of you other folks want to try what they're trying, yeah. they're ready to pay up.
We we shut down a kid's birthday one time because they had Pokemon decorations up. Yeah. Remember that one time? Did they really? I, I thought it was a joke. No, I thought that was. I think that was like a real story. Was, yeah, like there was like some. Benji came sort through, of, kicked down the door, <laughs> yeah, waving the four four, <laughs> take just blow torch in the place. <laughs> <laughs> this Pokemon shit down. <laughs> Fucking Animal Crossing soundtrack playing in the background. He smashes the radio. There's there. Yeah, this is uh you know rest in peace Yuzu. Uh, I don't expect a recovery. We've seen this happen to a lot of other smaller things. I, I remember it's so funny reading about the the dolphin thing. I'm not sure if it was dolphin or yuzu that were on one of the main uh, Steam Deck advertisements. Remember this? Oh, I think it was dolphin. Was it dolphin? I think dolphin <laughs> sounds like yeah. And they immediately because like, I remember everybody know, being like, "Why is off? dolphin on this?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was adorable. Um, yeah, not great. For uh, people who are into emulating and preserving these games, maybe just for the curious yeah. <laughs> out there I, that want to maybe see uh, you know one of their favorite games run at, at max power with awesome um, reflections. Yeah, I'm definitely like I think for my opinion, right? Like I'm on multiple sides of it. Of course, classic centrist blessing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of gray area here. A lot of fine people on both sides because I think. To some extent, yeah, like I think preser- preservation of video games is important. And then also, like, I think there's fascinating stuff you can do in terms of what if Tears of the Kingdom looked fucking more fantastic than yeah. it does, right? Like, we were able to run this at like 4K and like had like the models look better and all this. I think there's like really, really cool stuff that you can do there. On the other hand, I think when it, I, I think piracy is just bad, right? Especially if you're, if you're, pirating from a business that's doing legitimate business and all this stuff right and like you're taking away from their overall bottom line i do think that's bad i the mil- i think the million uh, downloads thing is damning right and i think that could be a combination of both yeah people like re-downloading shit and also i'm sure a lot of people are buying the game and also downloading it but also i'm sure so Those many people numbers though i'm sure so many people aren't buying the game and downloading the the, pi- the pirated version and i think Nintendo could easily make the argument that yeah, this is taking away from our bottom line. Nobody sold, bought these. Yeah, these are these are a million that could have been ours. Yeah, like if we sold twenty four million copies and you've taken away a million, you're taking away one twenty fourth of our revenue. Which for Nintendo, it's a lot of revenue. That's yeah. like a lot of money right there. Um, I yeah, like I'm also somebody that I think when you're pirating something that is modern, like where it is like oh, it's still on the Nintendo store. They just put it out yesterday, like. I think that's a bit more damning than something that came out 10 years ago or sure. something that came out like me emulating, I don't know, Snowboard Kids 2 for, yeah. for on Project 64. Very specific example, probably for a reason, allegedly. Yeah, uh, I bought this game and rented it six times. I'm owed it. Yeah, you know? but like, nobody's losing money off of me pirating or emulating, I guess pirating still, mm-hmm. uh, Snowboard Kids 2 in 2024. And so I think that's way less damning than the, the Tears of the Kingdom stuff. Yeah. I get Nintendo going after that. I think that makes sense. Now, how hard Nintendo goes after this, this stuff sometimes can be a bit like, ooh, calm down, man. But again, they want to send a message. They want to be like, hey, you do this. You fuck with us. Yeah. We fuck with you back. And that's, I mean, I, I remember, I think it was the YouTuber, correct me if I'm wrong, chat, was it Point Crow who was putting up videos of the co-op uh, Breath of the Wild mod, and like, in, and then all of a sudden, all those YouTube videos were gone mm-hmm. of him and his friends playing this. You know, it's like four player co op Breath of the of the Wild, uh, and it, it seemed really, really neat. And they just all sort of disappeared. Yeah, Point Crow says chat. So that's that's another fascinating thing where it's not even the creation of it. It's not even the uh, you know. YouTubers who were maybe making videos of it, they weren't involved with the creation of the software, but you were, 
you know, distributing distributing it and you're sort of showing it off. Yeah. That's, you know, a major a, a major no-go for Nintendo. Uh story number 4. A paranormal activity horror game is due out 2026. This is Wesley Yenpool at IGN. The creator of viral horror video game, The Mortuary Assistant, is making a new officially licensed paranormal activity video game. Paranormal Activity Due Out in 2026 is produced by Paramount Game Studios with the Mortuary Assistant creator Brian Clark, a.k.a. Darkstone Digital, on development duty. Dread XP, the publisher uh, Clark co-directs, uh, will handle the release. Uh, the game is based on the hugely popular found footage horror game, uh, sorry, found footage horror film franchise, which kicked off in 2007 and has seen seven films. This is cool. Isn't I never thought about a paranormal activity video game, but I think it makes a lot of sense, especially when you think about the kind of games that have gotten popular. I'm sure this is one that's going to be a hit for you, Andy. Oh, gosh, no, because I've seen screenshots of the Mortuary Assistant, and it just seems like a, an absolute nightmare to, to install. But mainly, like, oh, just, <laughs> just starting the installs. I like, know, thank you, right? Um, yeah, this this does seem like a great idea, right? It's kind of odd because I I don't know how much I don't know how much weight that name carries anymore. Paranormal Activity amongst like a much younger audience, but we mm -hmm. do know that there's so many scary games out there. That when was the last Paranormal Activity? I feel like they haven't come out with one in a minute. I just I might like be wrong. I'm gonna there's look it up. so many like horror franchises out there that will pop off with the youths and suddenly like you know phasmophobia was insanely popular for a second there we know how popular five nights at freddy's is where that movie just dominated the box office to see a video game for the for paranormal activity come out i think this is going to be a massive hit especially from somebody mm -hmm. who made the mortuary assistant which i don't think had like the most amazing reviews but it was one that everybody's favorite youtubers were playing in that moment so, and, and I want a quick correction uh, from earlier. Uh, apparently, Point Crow commissioned people to make the Nintendo Breath of the Wild mod. Uh, so that was also a big reason. So I go through the Wikipedia, right? Paranormal obviously started off. Well, this Wikipedia article says 2009. Uh, but the last one that came out, Paranormal Activity Next of Kin, came out in 2021, uh, which I totally missed. Which is wild because... That was I, a pandemic movie. That must, that, yeah, that must why. be why. Yeah, because like before that, it was 2015, which sounds right. No, but like... I mean, you say that must be why. To me, I'm more surprised that it didn't really kind of really? skyrocket. Because, like, when everybody was stuck at home, you just, everybody was just relating over media. You know, like, That's what true. show is everybody like, watching? I, I have the answer for you, Andy. You want to know up? why? What's up? Paramount Plus. Is oh, man. Uh, I didn't even know it existed in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. And here's the thing. Paranormal Activity, I associate with the theater. So, like... I'm some, I've never watched Paranormal Activity because the marketing worked so well on me. <laughs> you see people in the theaters yeah, with the, the black and white footage like, dude, ah! <laughs> I was watching those trailers and I'm like, I am never seeing that fucking movie. Because yeah. they would paint these things out to be the scariest shit of all time. And yeah, yeah they had the audio, the audience shots yeah. and the audience was like fucking like pouring popcorn on themselves, like fucking crying. She's like, like, I shit my pants. No, fuck my pants. <laughs> I just bought these at this mall. <laughs> like, like fucking people freaking out at their house. <laughs> <This> mall. <laughs> I went to the changing room, but I was like, I gotta go return these. <laughs> I saw the receipt in my pocket. Um, but yeah, like that shit, like for me, I look at that. I'm like, that oh, shit I took. Yeah. <laughs> that is a moment. Like that is like, I still associate paranormal activity with like the Blair witches of the world. Yeah. In terms of like marketing. Like yeah. peak level. Oh man. Like we're, are we seeing the new paranormal activity? Like people are freaking out. Yeah. Almost like, uh, I think the conjuring sort of had the same thing when that came out the first one. Uh, just like saw. 
Yeah. I think a paranormal, if you time this, because my, my theory here is that they're going to time it with a, with a movie, right? Like, you have, like, let's not even count next to kin, because what, Paramount Plus in 2021? Fuck, let's fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, let's say you're putting out a theater day and date release for the first time since 2015. That's like almost, that's over a decade at that point. The paranormal activity is returning, and we have a video game with it. If they're able to hit that same peak level of marketing and try to go for the viral thing of showing people in theaters fucking freaking out, <laughs> doing the Harlem Shake, like, like going crazy, shit in their pants, pissing all that yeah. stuff, I think you might be able to really make this like a viral sort of thing. October, I'm going to guess October 22nd. It's going to be right before it. Or maybe it's just like a 31st mm. day and date. Dominate the holiday. I mean, most other paranormal activities come out in October. So like Next of Kin was the 29th. Uh, Ghost Dimension was 23rd. Uh, 20, yeah, 23rd. Paranormal Activity, the marked ones, came out on January 3rd, 2014, for some reason. Uh, paranormal Activity 4 was twenty was uh, uh, October 19th, 2012. It's a post-Christmas horror right there. Yeah, I guess. Think about the fear of like, man, Christmas is so far away. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was a Christmas. Yeah, maybe Santa Claus is like coming down the chimneys and being like, I got a gun and like fucking <laughs> going crazy in there. Satan Claus. Yeah. Uh, I'm so curious about this though. Like, I think it's uh, the reason why I think this is fascinating in 2024 is like, I just think we've come a long, a long way in terms of streaming and content creation and like how that is now married with horror games and what you can do with that, right? Like the outlast of the world and all that shit. Mm -hmm. I think you can like find a lot of um, inspiration there. I also look at like, I've not played Mortuary Assistant. Bear, can you pull up maybe a clip of Mortuary Assistant? Because now I'm curious. Well, let me know when it's up on the screen just so I can. Yeah. Also bring up Dane in real life for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like play that after the Mortuary Assistant <laughs> trailer. Uh, I think that plus where we've gone with FMV as well. I think you can do really interesting stuff there. Like playing games like Immortality or even like, I don't know, there's like a lot of... I was gonna use the Wales Interactive games as an example, but those games aren't great either. Uh, but like that plus the um, supermassive type sh type stuff, I think there's a lot of different directions you can take with a found footage horror game. In it's got to be a multiplayer game, right? Oh, you think so? I that's, think see, that's so. the one thing I hope they don't do. But I guess that could make sense. So here's Mortuary Assistant. Are you a dentist? You're doing just like stuff on dead bodies, and then suddenly shit just pops out of, and it just. It just looks like it just looks like the worst, man. Like, why would you put yourself through this? Who has fun doing that? I'll play Mario. Oh, oh God, Jesus! Fuck! Jesus. Jesus. fuck. <laughs> that's yes, that, enough. That man what was that little backwards? Yeah, what was that no, little no, white I'm man not, doing I'm not, up there? <laughs> I'm not playing the paranormal. Nah, no, 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 no. Damn, this is this looks dark. Oh, hell no, hell no. Yeah, dude. no, I understand. How'd that thing fit under that little cabinet? <laughs> Yo, God has abandoned you. Written on the wall is insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, if I was the paranormal activity people and I saw this, I'd be like, yeah, let's give them, let's oh, give them the game. Man. They're going to do right by you. Okay, you take this off the We screen. know it's going to get scarier at the end. You know, the title pops up and dun, there's one last thing they do at the end. Awful. Andy, What's Paranormal that? Activity coming out in 2026 sounds like such big news. Mm -hmm. But if I wanted something smaller, say the tiniest news I needed to know about, where would I go? You'd go to our last story, the Wii News Channel, where we cover all small news items you need to know about. It's time. Story number five. Wii News. Whoa. A new set. Uh, starts from IGN. Uh, Square Enix has caused havoc in Japan by accidentally mislabeling, <laughs> mislabeling all the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth discs. Uh, as reported by oh, Gamatsu, the once, boated, uh, the once boasted two-disc physical edition of uh, FF7 Rebirth has had a bit of a mi misstep uh, as a manufacturing error has seen every play disc printed with data disc and every data disc printed with play disc. That stinks. That's hilarious. That's... 
that's like that's like showing up that's to cataclysmic a, <laughs> that's showing up to a game with the wrong uniforms you know what i yeah. mean like that oof, oof not great yeah no that's so that's rough somebody yeah. somebody fucked up mm -hmm. good luck to them uh, next up from VGC, Call of Duty Black Ops veteran David Vonderhaar has announced a new NetEase studio. Life is Strange Before the Storm and True Colors developer Deck9 is laying off 20% of the studio. Uh, very sad news. Uh, this one is from VGC. Multiverses may be returning soon, according to McDonald's Australia. The fast food chain is promoting upcoming multiverses Happy Meals on this website. Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons remake is out today for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Star Wars Dark Forces remaster is out today on everything. And then Mortal Kombat 1 Peacemaker is out today. Dragon Ball Fighters releases February 29th on PS5 and Xbox Series X with rollback netcode. And then our PS Plus essential games for March have been announced. You're getting F1 23 for PS4 and PS5, Sifu for Ooh. PS4 and PS5, Hello Neighbor 2 for PS4 and PS5, and Destiny 2 The Witch Queen for PS4 and PS5. And that's it for Wii News. Oh, I like what you did with this set. This is smart. It's just a bunch of game headlines. Yeah. All real. I like this. Good um, stuff. I'm multiverses. What's up? What's up with that? I don't fucking know, man. McDonald's Australia knows more than I do. <laughs> like, apparently they're getting Happy Meals toys. I don't know. I, I hope because like what happened was apparently that original release was just uh, early access. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the real release which I wouldn't have been able to tell you. I thought it was for sure the final release. So they unreleased it because, hey, you know, it was only supposed to be out for eight months or nine months or whatever it was. Unreleased it. They've been working on it since. I mean... You think they're prepping for Evo? No, because they already announced all the Evo games. Mm. Yeah, that already, that's already happened. So I think they might be too late. I mean, they might do like a special surprise sponsored tournament. That's actually very likely because I think they did that last time. Um... But yeah, I mean, I think it's imminent. It's probably going to come out like a surprise drop in the next couple of months. They're going to have probably new characters. Um, I don't know what basketball player they can add now, aside from LeBron James. Maybe they get Steph Curry in there this time. That seems that seems pretty possible. I guess Steph isn't owned by WB. <laughs> That's not him, how that works. Yeah, but him is, you know, it's like a it's like a cousin sort of thing. It's like, ah, my, my yeah, friend will get you. Yeah, just throw Steph in there, tag team. Um, Brother Tale Two Sons remake. I'm going to play that. I'm going to give it like a 12 out of 10 just to help out my fantasy Oh nice! Thing. Oh, you I got that. Our, doing our that. scores don't go on Open Critic though. Not yet. Uh, I'll figure it out. I'll figure. He's it out. He's talking about Andy's like his individual score from Twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. I'm gonna say it's Jeff Grubb's score. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's some some reviewer out there. <laughs> Mr. Anderson, thank you. Michael Jordan, because he was in Space Jam. Oh shoot! Yeah. yeah, that'd be sick. What if they put like LeBron James kid in the movie? <laughs> the one who's really <laughs> shitty at basketball. A character that's never gonna get picked. I'm gonna be like, who the fuck is that? He's kid? like, I'm a programmer. <laughs> that kid is gonna be like bottom tier list. Yeah. Like, no offense to LeBron James. It was his real kid anyway. It's always so wild. Oh, look at that. Oh, 82. oh it's already been reviewed. That's not great. I hate it too. pretty good. Um, yeah. here, you, man, it's it's so wild. Every once in a while, I look at LeBron James in that one movie where he was with uh, Bill Hader. Comedy, no comedians, <laughs> funny people. Uh, yeah, no. something like that. Yeah, it's one of them. One of them movies, and he was like so good in that movie, Trainwreck. Is was it Trainwreck? Yeah. What movie am I thinking of? You're thinking of the um, Judd Apatow movie. Yeah, you're with right, Adam Sandler people. and um, oh, was shit. it called Funny People? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> it, I think of LeBron. It's James. so wild seeing LeBron James in that clip with Bill Hader. And it may be because they're improving, and that's why he seems so natural and good. I was like, God damn, this is like really good from LeBron James. What a funny little like comedic uh, acting moment for him. 
And then in Space Jam, I was like, holy shit, this is yeah. atrocious at times, man. No, like they. <laughs> to be fair, it's hard to like act around Looney Tunes. <laughs> like you're just, he's just in a he's in a green screen by himself. <laughs> like, what's he supposed to do? Bless it from experience, you know. Yeah. Like, listen, I, I've acted I've acted opposite of Bugs Bunny before. This shit ain't easy. I had to be in front of a green screen <laughs> talking about uh, debuting the four v four Avatar game. Is what you're that, saying? That is true. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is the thing. Yeah, I'm in there, and they're like, "Be more excited," and I'm like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Avatar, it's coming. 44. I don't know what these things are, but they're blue. Get hyped. Get hyped for this. Um, yeah. That game never came out, did again, it? Sad, again, sad about the True Colors thing or the um, Deck Nine thing. Deck Nine is a studio that I really dig. On top of this, there was like another thing that was related to it that uh, Greg had dropped into the KFGD Slack. Let me see if I can find it. Basically, somebody talking about how the leads um, of the studio did actually take pay cuts. Yeah, uh, this comes from Stephen Frost on twitter oh i know what you're yeah and they about. said uh deck nine had a layoff today leadership took pay cuts to keep the number down as much as possible this is the strongest team deck nine has ever been and it absolutely sucks that the industry is in the state uh that it is presently and yeah like obviously we've i think we talked about this before i forget if i talked about this on content or if there's like a, a tweet or something that i made but like there was an article that went up talking about nintendo's decision uh back in the day to have, uh, I, th I think it was a WADA's decision, actually. It was a WADA that took, like, a 50% pay yeah. cut to then, like, keep people on. I think on. Miyamoto took, like, a 30-something or 40-something. Yeah. Like and whenever these things come around, I, I, a lot of people are like, well, why don't these uh, people take pay cuts? Like, why don't we do this? And, like, uh, there was a good article that went up that was kind of talking about, like, the systemic, hey, a lot of this is more than just, like, having money to, like, uh, be able to, like, take that money and then pay people with it, right? Like, a lot of it is kind of just, like, hey we don't have these roles anymore because we're canceling these games. Like there's nothing for these people to actually do. And like kind of the bullet point of, uh, of reasons. And I think Reggie Fizeme had quote tweeted and was like, Hey, it's like, this is actually a good point. Like as somebody who obviously is like a leadership at Nintendo, this is a thing that often gets overlooked. And like, uh, and there was actually practicality to why and how Nintendo did it. Right. Like Nintendo, uh, Iwata and Mimoto and stuff did it because it was the thing of like, we need to see through the storm. And like, if we see through the storm with the people that we have, like we need that, um, not generational, but I guess just like that experience of those people. Like these are people that have been at Nintendo for a while and we need this going into like the next generation to actually make that generation stronger. So if we lose these people, we're going to fuck up our futurist Nintendo. So we right. need to make these, make these pay cuts. Very fascinating, like idea and very fascinating read. But yeah, like to this point of deck nine though, it's really cool to see leadership take pay cuts to at least keep what they can take. Like, like I get that cutting my pay down isn't going to allow us to keep everybody on staff, but them going, it'll help mitigate. Yeah. Some. Like mitigate stuff, uh, some, and at least taking like some of the sword, you know, like at least like having some of the, all right, as leadership, I need to take some accountability here and do something to show that I am here. Like, I am somebody that is involved in the decisions that take place here. Right. And so being able to take that pay cut and, go about this i think is a better way to then than to go i'm gonna keep all the money i'm gonna lay off all the people and i'm gonna point the finger at them and go why didn't you do, do better yeah uh, i just keep seeing i it just gets so exhausting to keep seeing uh every executive sort of parrot the line of the industry is not growing it's like that it is you're okay yeah, for sure yeah, yeah, yeah but like why is the like it's just like uh, it's just so exhausting and tiresome it's just the goal is just to to get bigger and bigger Infinite and bigger growth, Andy. and like like duh right that's what they're supposed to do these are execs they want the shareholders happy mm -hmm. but it's just so it, it's such a bummer to, yeah <laughs> to see so many talented people um 
essentially being made uh, redundant and losing their jobs because of big swings and misses from or, or not reading you know the landscape correctly and going let's do nfts or let's do this game yeah. for a let's uh, hop into this uh genre that's already on its decline you know what i mean like oh man it's just it's such a bummer and depressing and i just feel for all these devs and then i think about can you imagine like because i know i felt this when i was trying to get into the industry i would all you would always compare your work to other people's work yeah and I would look at ArtStation and I would look at DeviantArt uh, back when that was a lot more popular with like 3D artists and be like, dude, man, these, this dude is insane. Look how talented this person is. He's only three years older than me. God damn, I have a lot of catching up to do. And you just kind of always compare yourself. And I can't imagine what it's like now to be somebody trying to get into the industry or hopefully get into the industry once you graduate mm -hmm. and you see 30 people say that they've been laid off and you look at their portfolios, you're like, fuck, yeah. this dude is a god. This woman is insane at 3D sculpting and she got laid off? What hope do I have, you know? Like, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, on that note, right? Like, What a um, bar. Play the Wii music one more time. Just I believe... Was it, uh, <laughs> Thank uh, you, Baron. Uh, thank you. Hold on, I'm looking it up because I don't want to fuck up the name. I think it was Blake, Blake from Game Informer who got uh, uh, laid off yesterday. Um, god, I need to double check this. I can't find it. But yeah, like there was somebody from Game Informer that got laid off yesterday who I've like met before and hung out with before and like I've seen his work before. And like as a dude that does incredible work, which is why I really want to shout out his name specifically. Actually, no, he's in my reply, so I'm going to find him. I'm going to find I know him. what you're talking about, though. Yeah, because I saw Alex Van Aken and several yeah. other uh, people talking about the talented yeah. work that. It's hard for me to remember his name because he doesn't put his Twitter does have his name, but his Twitter is uh, Metallica is rad. Uh, and it's he's not a Blake. It's an ocean. One of those sort of things. Yeah. Uh, but like, and he, like his fucking name, like username is, or not username, his like Twitter name is just a coffin, mm. uh, like an, a coffin emoji. But yeah, like he does, like, somebody said Blake Hester, Blake Hester. That's what it was. I, I thought it was Blake Hester, but I didn't want to say it and like not have it be Blake, Blake of Hester. Course, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's done incredible work. I've seen the work that he's done with Alex Van Aken and like, they've done really like both of them together. They make a lot of magic on Game Informer and he got laid off yesterday. And that's the person I look at. And I'm like, oh man. Like, if you're laying off him, like, what the fuck are we doing yeah. here as an industry? Like, there are talented people here that are losing their jobs. Um, on top of that, on the same note, I want to shout out uh, Rob Zachney over at Remap. He had an article go up this morning that was, like, a really fun slash depressing read, I guess is the way I put it, right? Like, he um, titled the article... I'm opening up right now. Pivot to Decimation. Thank you. Pivot to dec Decimation. And it's him kind of, like, playing the role of, like, an army general and like kind of being like hey like you know soldiers of the ninth legion today is a difficult day as many of you as many of you know strategic conditions have changed along uh the uh, transalpine frontier record increases in supply costs a challenging growth environment in the in the black forest and disappointing results from many of our parent republics ventures in asia minor have forced us to make some uh, hard choices and then he goes on to kind of like give this layoff letter from the from the perspective of somebody who's like a like um you know Old, army general army general yeah, like from like roman times and yeah shit. and like he nails it like you read through it and it'll, you're like fuck dude like this is it, it's it's almost it's like reading like just a creative writing piece that is i think very well done and very uh, and very again fun slash <laughs> depressing to read but that's when i wanted to give a shout out Rob um, as well one of the best in the industry yeah he's great he's awesome before we get out of here let's move on to Super Chats, of course, you can write in with your YouTube Super Chats and we'll shout them out and read them on the show. Carlos, uh, 
Arias gives us a super chat and says, just here to compliment Andy's hair. Hey, thank you. Uh, DJ Kento says, hear me out. Hire Kojima to shoot a movie for the sphere. Don't tell me you wouldn't buy a ticket. It's new. It's experimental. It's grandiose. I'd be scared to get, uh, I don't have issues with heights or getting like vertigo, mm-hmm. but I've heard a lot of people that go to the sphere get vertigo because you just kind of lose all sense of like spatial awareness because it's mm. just such like you're so high up and you're looking so far down and like it just really kind of like freaks out the brain the brain's like i'm not supposed to be looking at this yeah we came from cavemen <laughs> you know like my, my dna is not you know programmed for this that's how I feel doing this whole episode with my new glasses because I'm pretty sure these are the wrong prescription. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Really? I'm like, I can see, like, everything's clear, but also things are kind of warpy. Like, there's, like, it's, and maybe it's the different shape of my glasses. I don't know. I usually don't get this shape, but I got like a, like a fisheye lens sort of thing? A little bit, yeah. Warpy. Like, like I don't know. Like, are you, are you seeing, like, a different reality? A little bit. Like, I think I'm seeing into a different universe. There's yeah. a Greg Miller right there. Mm-hmm. But like oh, when shit, I take off my glasses, but, but, are, but are you like when you, you put know? the glasses on? Are you seeing things that you didn't before? I mean, yeah, I'm seeing Greg Miller standing in the corner, but I take him off and he's not there. <laughs> you you put the glasses on and suddenly you see the world, the the underworld of Yarnum. It's like when I put them on, I'm in sight, you know. Oh, <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, see, wow. see, look at that, look at that bloodborne reference, everybody. Bloodborne wow. references. We're never getting that shit, huh? Uh, hey, that comics writes in and says, leave it to the internet to spoil games. <laughs> the first puzzle before it even comes out. Wait, leave it to the internet to spoil the game's first puzzle before it even comes out. I don't know what we're talking about. You mentioned Maybe Final the last Fantasy of us? VII uh, Rebirth, you know, like, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta push the, Are the we part. talking about the generators? No way we're talking about the generators <laughs> in Final Fantasy on Rebirth or the vacuum, whatever they're called. Yeah. Uh-oh. Mako suckers. Tell uh, me Maybe, um... We played the trailer for the the horror game, but that's a game that's the been mortuary. Out for a while. There's no way he's. There is no, no. way. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of somebody going, "Yo, I was just about to play the mortuary." <laughs> Why'd you show the trailer? I had that shit booted up, man. <laughs> uh, DJ Kendo says, "Can we set a goal for the next KF day where Blessing watches and reacts to the Avatar movies live?" I mean, do you really want to watch me just be asleep for four hours? I don't think you want that. Oh. Fucking blue people on the screen wearing clothes from Macy's. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Put the, put the t-shirt away. Where's my alien blow clothes? Your mind. Put on a fucking gauntlet or whatever aliens wear. <laughs> uh, and then Krabby Patty says, loving the Mario Sunshine vids, Andy. And GG's bless. Thank you. GG's Krabby Patty. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. I got it, chat. So he's the puzzle he's talking about is the mislabeled discs. For Final Fantasy and Rebirth. That's the first puzzle you gotta solve. Oh. <laughs> Installing the game uh, and playing the game is the first puzzle you gotta funny. solve. That's, that's funny. funny. That's funny. That's a good one. Uh, Banner Ascent says Yuzu was the emulator. Uh, uh, Yuzu the emulator was shown in the Steam Deck official video. Mm. So I was wrong. I, th- I could have sworn it was Dolphin. Me too, Dolphin. yeah. Um, New Age says Andy's claim that Nintendo sued a kid for throwing a Nintendo themed birthday party is unfortunately not true. Oh, shit. It comes from the satirical site, the Sasquatch Times, which posts fake articles but presents them as real looking. I got butt cracked. Damn, you got the onion. I got butt cracked. There's a, there's a sports website called Butt Crack. Mm. And oftentimes, my favorite sports show, the Dan Lebitard show, will incorrectly cite them. And they'll be like, that, that was a fake story, actually. Like, that person. Mm. And they'll be like, ah, oh, we, bu- we got butt cracked. That's a fucking game showdown game right there. Like, real <laughs> article or, um, or uh, like, Onion headline or hard, hard, hard drive. Yeah, yeah hard, hard drive yeah. article. Fuck. That's really good, bless. Fuck. 
That that might be a good. We might not need to make a new game out of it, but that could fit into your. But you're wrong somehow. Yeah. 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 God, oh, now I gotta fucking. We're think making about that. content here, plus. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out what to do with your wrong, and I think that I'm gonna go back into the kitchen and cook, Bear. I'm about to fucking cook on this thing. Let this man cook. Uh, and then we got one more from a concerned viewer who says, "When the trailer for the mortuary assistant started, Blessing said, oh, a dentist. This is not correct.'" <laughs> 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 the mortuary assistant. You play as a mortuary's assistant, not a dentist. <laughs> Concerned viewer, dental's assistant. Have you heard of a fucking joke? <laughs> like, fucking, fucking push up your glasses. Go outside. Touch some grass if you own grass. If you don't own grass, I don't know, man. Smell some fresh air. If you live somewhere, if you live next to a fucking factory that's polluting your air, then buy a candle and light it. I, 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 know, I, I, I mean, I enjoyed is, it. The the man was playing around with teeth in the video game like who's to say that they're not also a that dentist? was that was the joke dead people's because he was messing around with the teeth and i was mm -hmm. like oh dentist <laughs> listen this is my kind of humor i know it's not for it's everybody like when i said that icebergs only exist in the winter and somebody was like andy icebergs exist all year round i don't know you were serious about that though no i was not <laughs> I no i was like Andy really thinks <laughs> no man i try to drive that joke home and somebody said i was like oh man just like you know and you play to you're, you're just you're too good at delivering it so dry some say i'm the nathan fielder of my generation yep. i think he's like two yeah. years older than me the thing about the thing about my dentist joke too is that like a lot of people compare my humor to rick and morty it's hard to understand you have to have a certain intellect. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta graduate with a few you to get the fuck off the set. <laughs> of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and on podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube to get all the shows ad-free. Watch, record them live, and get a daily exclusive show. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you Game Daily.